Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Asked by Ayana. This is an episode that I'm really excited for because I get to talk to someone who works for one of my absolute favorite brands to follow and to purchase from. I am joined by Janina Santijan, who is the Director of Creative Marketing and Brand Strategy at East Olivia, which is a creative agency specializing in large-scale florals. They also have a direct-to-consumer line. Even if you haven't heard the name, you've probably seen pictures of their incredible floral arrangements all over Instagram. Yeah, I just I think it's like such a fun company. And I'm so excited that Janina had the time to chat about her role there and just her career journey. So uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Ayan. It's such a pleasure to be on. Okay, so I briefly explained East Olivia. I would love for you to just like maybe go into a little bit more depth because I think that um like like the basic premise is like super intriguing and I'm sure people are probably wondering more after hearing that description. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, we are a women field creative agency specializing in large-scale floral installations. We're really in the events industry and experiential. We are based in New York City, but our teams run all over from New York City, LA, Miami, Austin, you name a large city. We've most likely done an activation there. But yeah, we've it's been a really exciting, you know, just to be part of a company that's really creating beauty in the world and putting beauty out into the world using flowers. So it's been really, really exciting to be part of the East Olivia team and really help build the company, you know, from the ground up has also been exciting because I've I was with East Olivia when we were a baby company, you know, before any of these big projects that we had. So it's also been really exciting to be with a company and, you know, watch it grow. I know that I think I told you this when we were first emailing that I don't remember how I heard of East Olivia, but I remember when you launched the online shop And I was so excited because before then, I was like, I am never going to be in New York City and never going to be able to experience any of this in person. And so that was one of my first purchases for my daughter's nursery. It was like a like one of the like dried arrangements. And it's so cute. And it's still in there. Um, But so happy. So happy to hear because so many people yeah, can experience. So with our installations, a lot of it, we work a lot with big brands. I think we're one of the only floral design companies who don't really do weddings. Um, we handle a lot with brands from fashion, TV, movies. Um, we really have sort of run the gamut of product launches, things like that. Things that are more business like B2B related versus, you know, weddings. So I think that's also what's kind of set us apart. But you're absolutely right. Not everyone, you know, a lot of these events are private, or they're really based in a city where not everyone can come to. So having our direct to consumer line is just a perfect way for, you know, other people to have East Olivia in their home or a little piece of what we do. So I don't remember the timeline, but it, in, in my head, at least, it was like kind of right after we all realized that like, okay, the pandemic is here and it's it's going to be here for a while. Um, because I, I remember you guys announcing the, the shop launch and 
me thinking, like feeling relieved because I remember, like I was following so many of my favorite companies and creatives whose careers and like livelihood depended on in-person events, which weren't happening. And I just remember having this thought of like, what is going to happen to everyone? Like, you know, will these businesses be able to survive and thrive past this? So anyway, yeah. when when you launched the online shop, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like so brilliant. So I, I love Thank that you. it is still there. That's so much fun. Yeah. The magic word, I think everyone was a little tired hearing it, but pivot, <laughs> pivoting was one of <laughs> Right. Like you said, we were in the events industry. I mean, we still are, but in a week, we pretty much lost everything that we had lined up for the year in 2020. It was full transparency, one of the scariest times because we, up until then, we had worked two years to really build this business and had seen a huge amount of growth. In one year, we saw three per- 300% growth, which was wild. Um, so we were really riding high. It was going to be the biggest month in March of 2020 that we had ever had in our event side of the business. So it was a really scary time during the pandemic. And I would say this is one of the things that I've loved so much working with our CEO and Kelsey, you know, in a moment of do we shutter our doors because of the unexpected or do we create something new to give people access to our flowers who really need it now more than ever, especially with so many people being indoors, you know, and not having access to flowers or nature or things like that. So we thought it, you know, it was just the perfect solution. And up until then too, we had been selling our dried florals at events and we actually were the first in line. Uh, we introduced dried to the masses with urban stems. We designed their first dried collection. So we had had some experience in the past and seeing how responsive people were to it. So it was kind of a no brainer for us. And in one week, which I think, you know, we're passionate, but I think at times a little crazy. <laughs> but in one week, we designed, launched, got our website up, marketed it. And yeah, it was out within a week, our first collection. That is incredible. Um, and I, I love that you guys were able to do that and to fill the void for people like me who live in the suburbs where there aren't very many cool events that would have an East Olivia installation. <laughs> Not yeah. exactly, you know, the target demographic for a lot of these brands having amazing events. But um <laughs> I, so switching gears, because I would love to hear your journey. Are you someone who, so this is a very silly question, but but humor me. Are, are you involved, like hands-on with the floral part of it? Is it more strategy? Like, I would just love to know more about yeah. that. So with creative, I'm not with like the floral designs in of himself. We have Kelsey is our CEO and creative director on the floral end. So she works with our floral designers to create the arrangements. And then from there, I'll be the one who will creative concept like our campaigns and things like that. So I'm really much involved also like in the process as they're also designing and, you know, giving my input to coming from the marketing numbers and seeing, you know, things that performed well versus arrangements that didn't so that we have enough information going in when we're designing a new collection. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's it's so interesting to think about how much goes into it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, flowers, it's, it's really crazy. Being in the floral industry the last three years, I've been able to learn so much about it. But yes, there is a lot that goes into creating an arrangement, making sure that 
you know, all of the ingredients are available because even though it's dried, it's still a product that's ephemeral in a sense of, you know, there are ingredients that aren't, they're seasonal, even if they are dried. So they might not be around, let's say another three months or something like that. So it does get very tricky when designing something that you want to be able to ship out and have it last for a while. I'd love to hear more about how you ended up in this role. Like, is this what you envisioned for yourself? Just like, I'll start with the the question that I ask most of my guests because I love the answer, which is, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid? Well, this is a funny one, but I, when I wanted to be younger, I wanted to be an actress and director. Mm -hmm. I went to school for theater directing, which is actually what I have my bachelor's in fine arts in. I'm a minor away from having a a minor in anthropology, which I also studied in college and I love very dearly. But growing up, yeah, I really, I always wanted to be involved in the arts or some sort of creative industry. That's always where I felt truly like the most alive. What did that, like, what did that journey look like for you? So, because I, you know, that's not what you're doing today necessarily. I mean, you're still obviously in a creative field, but maybe not like you pictured. So um, just like, yeah, after college and everything, how did that change for you? I want to say college was an incredible experience for me in the sense that I was, because it was a performing arts school, I went to SUNY Purchase. It really allowed me to be introduced to other artists, other creators, you know, from dance, ballet, photography. I was really in a world where I got introduced to so many people who were living out their own passions. And I think that, you know, seeing that I felt really supported in that environment. So theater directing to me was something that I really wanted to do. And it's funny that you mentioned that because there are times where we're on site or on location where I feel like it is a theater production in and of itself because there are so many things that go into making an event possible. So I think to me, although they're completely different, there's so many times where it feels exactly the same because at the end of the day, you are putting together a production, whether it's a theater production or an event production, it's still something that people are going to see and that you're going to put out there. So yeah, it was very, very interesting time in college. So I got exposed to a lot of things. And then from there, I was working in the theater industry in New York City, and after a few years, you know, it is a really tough industry. New York City, you know, full transparency, it is a very expensive city to live in. And theater is just one of those careers where unfortunately it's not a very lucrative career, even if you're working 80 hours a week. It's just, you know, the reality of the industry. So I found myself sort of in a space of like, okay, you know, I'm self-made. So it's one of those things, how can I support myself and support myself comfortably and choosing a career path where I can make you know those goals happen for myself? So I, if I remember correctly, you had your own business at some point before, um, yes. before East Olivia. So what was the journey to entrepreneurship like for you and like what made you shift gears? I want social media, definitely. It was one of those things. I came up, so 2011, I graduated on like 2008. 2011, I'm from Ecuador. My family is from Ecuador. I'm born here, but I've traveled there a lot throughout my life. And 
always just inspired. A lot of our uh, flowers come from Ecuador as well. Roses come from Colombia, Ecuador. They're really the purveyors of those um, ingredients. So I was surrounded a lot of my life with being in Ecuador with florals, textiles, um, artisan handmade things that I always felt really called to. I mean, once I'm not sure if you have ever gotten the opportunity to travel to South America, but even going to Peru, Guatemala, some of these products that these artisans make are just breathtaking. And what's so great is that it's generational. So a lot of these artisans have been working, you know, their great, great grandmother was a weaver. So I always felt so called and always so interested. And I remember in 2011 going on a trip there and then coming back with a blanket and a bag from the artisan market. And I would get stopped in the street. People would literally stop me like, where did you get this bag? This is so beautiful. And from there, I kind of just got the idea of, oh, I should make this into something. And you know, 2011, we have social media. We also have these sites like Big Commerce. Wix coming up that really made designing a website so user friendly. So I kind of just dove in straight with that idea and started researching from there. And I saw, you know, this is Instagram 2011, ads didn't exist, you know, nothing that <laughs> right. You didn't have filters. There weren't apps that you could get onto Instagram. I think filters, I always make a joke, like the Valencia filter is the one that the Instagram just had. It's what people were using. Oh, yes. Everything. <laughs> yeah. It was everything. It was a very, you know, it was a new thing. We were all sort of learning together. But what I noticed was that when I took a photo of my of a handbag or any product that I was selling, how immediate the sale was. And the translation into sales with that. And once I saw that, it, there was just like a light bulb that went off in my head where I was like, oh my God, companies don't realize how they can utilize social media to really get their product out there and essentially free marketing. So yeah. with that idea in hand, I started my own business and then started consulting for other businesses in and around New York City. That is a... So fun, especially because I have to think that this might be an understatement, but that you've seen the industry change a lot since then. Yes, (laughs) it's been a huge change, but one that I've been so excited to see. I mean, women now or even people are able to have a career and feed their families, you know, through content creation and being content creators. So I think it has grown and, you know, there is debate about, you know, social media and mental health and things like that. But I think if you're doing things that are good and what it is, you know, flowers was, what was that we were putting out? Like it's, it's good things for the universe. You know, we're putting things out that people are going to enjoy and see and that actually make them happy versus, you know, making them jealous or, you're not feeling good about themselves because social media can do that to people. Yeah. I I actually really appreciate uh, that outlook. I think that it is just kind of refreshing to remember that like, okay, it doesn't have to be this like all consuming, really overwhelming thing. Um, which, which I think is one of the reasons that I love following accounts like 
East Olivia and, and, and brands like East Olivia is because it's nice to just like get on social media and see like, you know, really like aesthetically pleasing pictures and it just not feel stressed out and not feel like, oh my gosh, which is how a lot of the content that I consume makes me feel. It's like a really nice yes. So, yes. Um, I think we often, I think flowers is one of those things where people just have an ease. I mean, statistically, too, plants and nature's reduce our stress by like 15%. I read last and I'm like, that is a very large percentage. So I think the more we can put at that content and give people that little mental break of here's something beautiful and pretty and also accessible because flowers are accessible to almost anyone, you know? So it's, I love social media in that regard. But yeah, the landscape has changed. I think you know, changing along with it too is always great. I'm, to me, change is something that I think is great. You know, staying comfortable is where I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that, especially for what you do. I know that that has to come in handy. Um, what is it like working at a company that is a little bit smaller and female led and just like, I don't know. I've never been in a role like that. So I'm really curious about, you know, how it differs maybe from the typical corporate job. Yeah, I think, well, you get to work directly. I think what's great with smaller companies, especially working directly hand in hand with the S uh, with the CEO and other leaders. I know in larger companies at times, there's always someone who works above you, then works above you. And then, you know, you get to the CEO. And by that time, the information that you wanted to has sort of, you know, been telephoned and the CEO might not have the idea that you actually pitched out fully there. So I think what's great about working with small businesses is that you really, and what I've always enjoyed is working directly with the CEO, with the entrepreneur and growing and strategizing on how we can build the product and, you know, market it to the masses. Yeah. Having worked in a range of like, I don't know, dealt with different company cultures and company sizes. Like there's nothing, at least for me, more frustrating than workplaces where it's like an idea has to go through X amount of people before it it reaches the decision maker. (laughs) It gets gets old really quickly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And it's tough in creative agencies too, and the big marketing agencies, especially coming up, you know, trying to get your idea out there. So I think it it is a blessing working with smaller teams. Um, Yeah. And I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed working directly with the CEO and entrepreneur, and it's something that really excites me too. What is your favorite part of your day-to-day job? It sounds so cliche, but I'm like the flowers. No, <laughs> I think being surrounded. Um, I love that. I, I love the people that I work with. Absolutely, of course, and giving back. But there is something, you know, at the end of the day, where I'm just sometimes surrounded by some of the most beautiful flowers in the world. Really, because where we source in New York City, New York City has one of the most incredible flower markets. They come from all over the world and they are flowers that you really might not be able to see anywhere else in the in the rest of the country. So I want to say I'm lucky enough. My favorite part is being surrounded by beauty because it makes my job, you know, not easier, but just better in that sense. But I'd say my favorite part is is working with flowers, but also I think the meaning behind it, because I'm so passionate about what flowers actually mean for people and how happy flowers can make them. I've seen it with my own eyes. And I think when 
you're working on your day to day and knowing that you're putting a product out in the world that really makes people happy is it really is a blessing. So I'd say flowers for me is my favorite part of my job. I love that. It's so fun. What would you say, like, what advice would you give to, let's say, a college student or young professional who is looking at a job like yours and thinking, like, that is my dream job? Because I can imagine that if I were in college many moons ago, I would be like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, how do I do that? What do I do? Um, Down to, you know, being able to, like, live in a major city and just kind of, like, I don't know, just have like a really, really fun job and a really fun place. Do you have pointers that you would give or, or, or what, what advice would you have? I would say, and I know it's tough, networking, definitely. And I know even if you're in not say like a large city, networking can mean many different things, especially now in a digital era. So I would say, you know, I met Kelsey, funny enough, at a networking event is how I met her in New York hmm. City. I had followed her before. I loved East Olivia. I thought everything that she was doing with florals was fresh and new. And I just so happened to meet her at a networking event. So I would definitely say putting yourself out there, and it can be a little scary. I know for some people, you know, they're shy or it might not be something that is part of their personality trait, but I do think that networking and recold cold emails are great. Really just putting yourself out there, I think is one of the best things that a young person could do because you never know where that can land you or the moment that you're reaching out, if there might be an opportunity that can present itself. Yeah. I hate, like I was so annoyed hearing that in college because I'm like, you know, everyone says this. And then now it's like so much of the work jobs that I've gotten, like freelance work that I've gotten, just like just overall connections have been through people that I, as you said, met at networking events or went to school with or worked with and kind of stayed in touch with after. So, so yeah, I I definitely think that that is, um, that that's true. So, so thank you so much. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And in college too, if there's companies that like inspire you, things like that, just reaching out, even if it's through a DM at times, really like there's, there's no shame in my game when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm just like, let me reach out to as many people as I can and speak to them to see, you know, what's out there. So yeah, I'd say don't be shy and and network if you want to, you know, get ahead. Yeah. I love that. I will say that um, one of the things, I mean, I still can can struggle with rejection, but doing things like you mentioned, like cold emails and, and just like reaching out to people on a whim, like that definitely helps because you'll get no's and you'll get people who just like flat out don't get back to you. But I, I feel like it builds character. So my acting and theater days helps because I'm not that I'm used to rejection, but it's okay. Like, like you said, if, if they don't email back or something, but at least you tried, right. Or at least you put yourself out there. So I think with me and rejection, because of my background, I kind of have a little bit of a thicker skin on that. And I see it coming through because there are projects that will have certain bids on that will lose. And of course, it's always, you know, your ego takes a little hit, but there is something there for me that's kind of like, okay, well, then it wasn't just meant to be. So on to the next thing, you know, and not sort of staying in that space of no. No, I think that that's really good. And I also feel like it's so interesting because I feel like 
just aesthetically, like East Olivia is so, I don't know, just at least in my opinion, not that I'm an expert, but like set apart from other companies that are doing the same thing. So it's like, I cannot mm-hmm. imagine anyone not wanting to work with you guys, but. Um. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the big, a lot of it always comes down to cost, but I love Kelsey's line where it's like, we may not be the cheapest, but we're the most creative. And with us, we know you'll get an incredible product. So I think the when we have lost bids, I think a lot of it too is, you know, there are times where it's just because of the budget or things like that. But being able to separate yourself from the no's, I think is really good. Like it just wasn't meant for us. And then moving on and concentrating on pitching or working with other clients that we're, we would like to. Makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been so wonderful. I wanted to ask you, what is the best way for people to learn more about East Olivia? And then also, if you're comfortable sharing where they can connect with you, if they'd like to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So East Olivia at East Olivia on Instagram. And we also have, which we launched, Shop East Olivia. It's specifically about our D to C line, direct to consumer, all of our arrangements that ship nationally. So you can find us there at shopeastolivia.com. And my Instagram is just my personal name. My handle is Janina Santian. And on there, you'll see I am, I love photography. That's also one of the things that I think sort of set me apart from a lot of digital marketing too when I first was starting out was having a skill in photography. So on my personal page, you'll see architecture and flowers and things that I find inspiring and always pretty to look at too. So you can find me on there. Yay. So fun. I feel like I keep saying so fun, but this has genuinely <laughs> been a treat. I'm so grateful for your Thank time, you. Janina. Flowers are fun. And yeah, social media, flowers, all of it. I always have such a great time you know, speaking about it and just getting the word out as much as we can. We're still relatively, and thank you for you know saying that about our brand and us sort of standing apart from the rest because we really have worked the last three years to make a name for ourselves in the floral industry. And I think we, we've been able to accomplish that, which has been exciting. So for me now it's like, okay, then what's the next thing, you know, what's the next level that we take this to. And I think with our direct to consumer line, that's, that's sort of where the future will be. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so exciting. And, um, you know, I, obviously everything is in the show notes, but, especially the um the online shop if if you like dried floral arrangements or just like want something pretty to brighten up your house i cannot recommend it enough i bought mine there would have had to be like summer of 2020 and it still looks great in nora's room so literally cannot sing the praises enough but (laughs) say we call them forever florals but they last a year or more if you take care of them and it is a great solution if you love flowers but don't want to break the bank on buying them you know weekly or even monthly so definitely forever florals for that solution well thank you so much thank you again janina i'm so glad we got to chat it was such a pleasure thank you ayana have a great day Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Asked by Ayana. I hope that you enjoyed the listen. If you're looking for a way to support the podcast, taking the time to leave a rating or review or sharing it with someone who you think may enjoy it is a huge help and goes a long way. See you next week.